BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, this is Note to Self and I'm your host, Peyton Sarton. From Q&As and breakup tips to simply navigating every stage of life, Note to Self is a space to get messy, explore new perspectives, and ultimately empower yourself and others. Grab some wine or a mocktail, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. All right. Hi, y'all. I am back from my little European excursion. Well, really, it wasn't like a European excursion. It was just to Rome. It was actually a work trip, but it was so much fun. I got to get back with one of my best friends from since we were 12. Emily and I met in seventh grade and I have not seen her since before COVID started. And she's one of my friends where like we like to catch up in person and also my best friends in life. I was talking about this with someone the other day. I never like FaceTime or call them. Like if my friend Laurel were to call me, we'd both be like, this is weird. (laughs) I don't know why we're like that, but we are all like that with each other. Like it's so, it's so strange. The people I've known the most of my life that are probably closest to me, we just wait until we're together and hopefully like all together to catch up. So Emily and I have been doing this since before COVID. Like we were like, all right, well, let's catch up on all the details of life and stuff in like two weeks. I remember us saying that. And then like the world shut down for COVID. And then I was traveling a lot and then Emily was traveling a lot and I moved in with Joe and we bought a house and we sold, we did all the things. And I lived in DC, I lived in a million places and we just never got time to talk. But a lot happened since her and I had last seen each other. Like she literally got a divorce, (laughs) which was a whole thing we had not discussed. Like I knew in general, because I had met the guy she was married to and I could sense something about him that I didn't love so much. Like, so I just knew in my head, like I made up a story in my head that I was like, this is probably what happened. And it kind of was correct. But we just had like so much tea to spill. And we did that (laughs) in Rome for like a straight five days. Like we did not stop talking. And it was so good to be with someone that like, literally has known me since I was 12 years old and we have the exact same sense of humor like we just click really well and have always done so and like the second we see each other we're back to where things were when we were you know 12 13 14 15 up through college and all this stuff so anyway it was really good to see her it was great to go around Rome like the European girl that I wish I was I definitely want to do an episode on living what I believe to be a European lifestyle. I feel like this is something I've gotten questions about on Instagram. People are like, what are you talking about when you say that? And I've only kind of gone over it a little bit. 
obviously I'm not European, so I can't be the master of it. And I don't want to like say this is how you live a European lifestyle because then I'm going to get canceled for saying that I know what Europeans live like because I literally don't, obviously. But I can say what I think European lifestyle is from the few times that I have gotten the lovely opportunity to actually go to Europe. And I might do that one next week. I feel like that would be a good one to lean into, you know, December and then the starting of the new year with because of how I want that to be like my lifestyle for the rest of my entire life, I think. I'm not girl bossing anymore. We're doing the European lifestyle from now on. But that's kind of the update for this week. And now Joe and I are doing the ever so lovely whose parents do we spend Thanksgiving with, whose parents do we spend Christmas with, or whose family. And we've got, you know, a lot of options. We're going over a lot of different possible ways this could go. And so far, neither of us are really bending. (laughs) on what we want. So we'll see. You can stay tuned for that one. In other news, I am headed to Las Vegas this weekend to celebrate one of my other best friends, Tessa. Uh, We're doing like her 30th birthday in Vegas. So y'all follow along on Instagram if you want to see that. I kind of just want to go on Friday. I think her birthday thing is on Saturday. So I want to go on Friday and just kind of relax and lay in bed in a nice hotel and order room service and just like maybe go to the spa. I don't know. Get a little crazy. Joe is going to come with me as well. So we're going to do a little weekend in Vegas. And then the following weekend is Thanksgiving. So maybe he'll have so much fun with me that he'll be like, we can do whatever you want for Thanksgiving (laughs) and for Christmas. Our issue right now is like last year, my family was so much closer because we were living in Dallas. And this year, his family is so much closer because we are living in California. And flying out to Texas sounds like a whole task. But, you know, we'll see. We will see. What else do I have to update y'all on? Oh, oh my gosh. Big update. (laughs) I almost forgot. My merch is live. Note to self has got some merch. And I'm actually wearing it if you're watching me on video right now. This is a little sweatshirt. Basically, I just did a sweatshirt. It comes in two different colors. It comes in this white color and it comes in like a burgundy color, which is so beautiful for fall. I love the white. I'm wearing like a size... I believe this is an XL right now. I have the XL for like the oversized look and I have the medium to go with like tennis skirts and stuff. On the merch, there's like a little embroidered crest. I kind of wanted to give it like an elevated vibe so it didn't look like your typical podcast merch. It does say NTS on it and then it says note to self. It says note to self and then it says NTS society and it has this beautiful little crest that's embroidered. So I think it's so like preppy and cute for fall and it comes like I said in two different colors and that is actually live today while you're listening to this right now so go get your note to self merch this is I'm so excited to have like my first merch drop because if y'all listen to the quitting episode like the quit like a winner episode that I did I used to really enjoy coming up with concepts for my own little clothing line that I did and I didn't enjoy the clothing line process. So this has been a fun way for me to kind of be creative in that way um, and have an outlet for it without having to do the business and the manufacturing behind it all myself as a, you know, one man show. So it's kind of my dream. And I love that it can connect with the podcast because I'm loving the podcast so much, obviously. So that is like the big news for this week. I can't believe I didn't lead with that one. Why wasn't I thinking of that? So the merch is live. You guys can shop it using all of the links in the description, the show description. And I can go ahead and link that stuff on Instagram as well. If y'all follow me there. 
All right. So today's episode was kind of inspired by a TikTok that I did recently about five of the best things I've done for myself in my 20s so far. So I'm 28. I'm turning 29 in December, which is so strange. I'm actually loving it. I'm live, laugh, loving. I am actually enjoying getting older. I feel like I feel like I look better as I'm getting older. I like just know how to do my hair and my makeup a little more. If you're watching this on video right now, you probably are thinking, what are you talking about? (laughs) Okay. I didn't try that hard today. Okay. I did try moderately hard, not that hard when I actually want to look good. She can do it now. She can do a winged liner. She can put on a short kind of conservative lash. She can do a faux freckle. I mean, I am, I'm getting it together. Millions of Americans experience thinning hair. It's more than common. It's normal, but it's not openly talked about, especially amongst women. Going through it can feel lonely and frustrating. It's time to change the conversation and join the thousands of women who are standing up for their strands with Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the five root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism through whole body health. Nutrafol has three unique formulas to support women through all stages of life, including postpartum and menopause. Each formula is physician formulated using natural, drug-free, medical-grade ingredients in consistently effective dosages so you get the most reliable results. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. 3,000 plus top doctors and stylists recommend Nutrafol as an effective and high quality solution for healthier hair. Nutrafol is a simple addition to your daily routine, just four pills a day, and you'll begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in three to six months. I personally use Nutrafol mostly because my mom used it before me and she all but forced me (laughs) to try it. It does take the three months, in my opinion, to really start seeing results, but it has been so helpful for my hair. I do not forget to take my Nutrafol. It's like it's a very serious time of the night for me to take my Nutrafol. I absolutely love it. So I'm excited to share that you can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code NOTE TO SELF, that's all caps, NOTE TO SELF, to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere and is only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code NOTE TO SELF. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. 
Hi, we're Carlene and Jill, hosts of Breaking Beauty Podcast, the show all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. On our show, you're going to find hella inspiring guests like Emily Weiss of Glossier, and you'll get beauty tips galore from the top pros in the industry, like Kim Kardashian's makeup guru, and you'll hear skincare secrets from the likes of Dr. Pimple Popper. Plus, you'll get shopping help with our Damn Goods episodes, where we review the latest products hitting store shelves to let you know what's actually worth your money. Listen every Wednesday to Breaking Beauty Podcast. So I'm enjoying getting older. I'm enjoying being a little more free. I know that's not normally what happens when you get older, but I just at this point in my life, obviously I'm not married and I don't have any children and I don't have any pets. So I'm feeling free. I'm feeling fresh. I'm being able to do all the shopping that I want because I finally have some money in the bank, which is lovely. But that's my favorite thing about getting older. A common question I've gotten is like, how do you have enough money to spend like you do? One, I spend a little frivolously. And two, I think as you get older, you just accumulate more money because you're doing your job better and better and better. So that's one good thing about being older that I feel like I didn't get told enough was that you get to do more fun stuff with money that you actually have in your bank without having to worry about rent all the time because I did that for a very long time. So she's enjoying it. But there are some things that I've noticed I've done for myself in my 20s. Not all of them were intentional. Like I didn't set out to do these things. There are things that happened due to whatever circumstance that I'm like, oh, wait, though I was kind of forced into that. It was actually a really good thing that happened to me in my 20s. So keep that in mind. Not all of them are intentional. Some things just happen to you. And then you look back and you're like, oh, wait, that was actually great for me. And then some of these were extremely intentional. So I shared five on the TikTok that I did. And they're, the five are in here. And we'll go a little you know, more in depth because that TikTok was probably like 60 seconds total. And then I have five more when I really sat down to think about it. I was doing one of my plane brainstorms. I love brainstorming on planes because I feel like no one can contact me if I don't have Wi-Fi or something. And I just feel more inspired. So we're going to do the 10. They're not in any particular order. I also have my phone here for notes. And some of them do have like a full podcast episode that kind of ties in this topic. And if you watch the TikTok, you probably know the first five probably. Okay. So the number one thing or first on the list, again, in no particular order that I've done for myself in my 20s is moved away from my hometown. And the reason this was important to me is I did feel like a calling to the West Coast. I've always enjoyed the sun. And I've recently discovered that based on astrocartography, it's a new thing that I'm into. I'm into a new thing every week. There are like your sun lines and like your Venus lines and certain lines on your little map of the world where you will be kind of happiest or wealthier or prettier or whatever it is. And all my lines are pretty much on the West Coast, which makes sense why I've been drawn here. And also, every time I come back to the West Coast, my job gets better I feel better about my life. I'm a little bit happier. So it makes sense. It might be self-fulfilling prophecy now, but it was happening before I knew about astrocartography. If you don't know what that is, just Google it because I can't explain it all right now because I really don't, don't even understand. So I moved away from my hometown. I was drawn to Los Angeles from the sun and like the energy and all the things. But this was big for me because I got to learn who I was outside of my comfort zone because being pushed out of your comfort zone will teach you so much about yourself And I did so without my family and friends to lean on. So I couldn't really define myself by the people 
that I had been around pretty much my entire life and define myself by my comfort zone. I had to choose something else. And for me, this led me to kind of be able to create who I am. Like I got to decide who I wanted to be rather than just being whatever it is that came to me that day. Meaning like I feel like I kind of took control of my life. And I, I kind of created the life that I wanted rather than let life happen to me and just dealt with it every single day. And in this way, I got to really lean into adventure and to a lot of like just unknown situations and circumstances. And I got to take advantage of a lot of opportunities that wouldn't have been afforded to me were I in Fort Worth, Texas, where I'm from, or in Texas in general. Were they better or worse? I mean, some were better, some were worse than the opportunities I would have in Texas. But I think it was just overall different and it challenged me in a way that I wouldn't have gotten back home. And it was really hard and scary and lonely sometimes. And it took a lot of acclimating and it took a lot of learning and it put me in situations that really, really challenged me. And I think that that was very helpful to my own creation of my current life. And I had to be really intentional and I had to be intentional about learning about other people that I probably wouldn't have come in contact with back home. Just all the things that made me uncomfortable about it made me better in the long run, I think. It was not easy. LA took me a little while to get used to. And even then, like seeing all my friends at home, just living very comfortable lifestyles. I understand why they did it. Um, and I was a little bit nostalgic and homesick. But I think at the end of the day, I'm really, really grateful to myself for taking that risk when I felt like I wanted to take the leap and actually committing to it and doing it. And it just definitely made me a better person in the long run, I think. If you are thinking about moving, by the way, or if you're going to do something similar to what I did, or even, you know, just going to college or whatever it is, I have an episode called How to Make a Big Move, How to Adjust and Thrive in a New Place, and that's episode 26. I've referenced that a lot, but I actually made notes in my little note thing um, of what episode numbers the one I'm going to reference are, because usually I just kind of like send you all on a little (laughs) wild goose chase to find (laughs) the episodes. All right. The second one is I stayed single for quite a while. And one, this helped me kind of define myself, similar to number one. It helped me define myself outside of the comfort of a relationship because I know being in a relationship is very comfortable. It's always nice to have like a person and being codependent, I think, happens a little bit to everybody. That's another concept I want to cover is like maintaining your independence, especially when you live with your partner. Even as someone who's really independent, I totally get how it can be easy to like slip into codependence just slightly even. But I didn't have that opportunity because I didn't have any relationship. And I know some people get in a relationship that's really great and really healthy and wonderful and lasts forever when they're young. But for me, I just never really met anyone that I could truthfully say would be that person. And that forced me to be single until essentially I was 26. And I didn't have the comfort of someone being there to love me all the time. And I got to feel loneliness and it pushed me and challenged me in ways that I probably would have never felt if I wasn't single, especially if I was in a relationship that was just there to make me not feel lonely. I think that that's something that I've seen a lot of my friends do. They will be the first to admit it. And we talk about it all the time, just being in relationships because they're afraid to be alone. And that's not something that I did. And I just also don't think I'm that kind of person. It's really hard. I'd prefer to be alone at this point. But I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that I've been alone before and realized how awesome it was in a lot of ways. This also helped me in like let's say like dating around a little bit, it helped me learn what I don't like and what I do like, which I think it's really cool to have a point of reference when it comes to like 
meeting men in my case out and about like it's cool to have a reference point to be like oh this is a red flag or this isn't a red flag or you know I dated a guy like this for a hot second and he ended up being a crazy person or something like that like it's nice to understand what I like and what I don't like and it's not you know I feel like sometimes when you're with one single person or really serious with one single person you're perspective is not as broad, I guess. You just have a different, smaller lens through which you're looking at relationships. And for me, meeting different people and, you know, kind of considering dating different people, getting to know different people. And then a lot of the time just being completely alone, I was able to really solidify what I want, which has been really helpful in my current relationship so far. And I I do think that being single for a long time is the reason that I'm in a relationship that I actually like right now. And if y'all are in your 20s currently, if you've gone through, you know, maybe a breakup or you're just trying to learn how to embrace singleness and you're new here and you haven't heard episode 20, it's how to live your best single life. For me, it's one of my favorite episodes and I talk more in depth about this topic and we talk about why being single is so wonderful at length. And I really suggest y'all go listen to that if you have not already, because I can talk more about that topic extensively there. Before you book any brunch, you pour over lists and lists of reviews. So why not do the same when you're looking to book a doctor's appointment? With ZocDoc, you can see real verified patient reviews to help find the right doctor in your network and in your neighborhood. After all, finding the right doctor is just as, if not more important than finding the right plate of Eggs Benedict, or in my case, chicken and waffles. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. On ZocDoc, you can find every specialist under the sun. Whether you're trying to straighten those teeth, fix an achy back, get that mole checked out, or anything else, ZocDoc has you covered. ZocDoc's mobile app is as easy as ordering a ride to a restaurant or getting delivery to your house. Search, find, and book doctors with a few taps. Find and review local doctors, read verified patient reviews from real people who made real appointments. Now, when you walk into that doctor's office, you're all set to see someone in your network who gets you. I personally have used ZocDoc because we've moved around quite a bit, and it always, always, always helps me find the doctor that I'm looking for, and reading the reviews makes all the difference. Go to ZocDoc.com, find the doctor that is right for you, and book an appointment in person or remotely that works for your schedule. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc, and I'm one of them. It's my go-to whenever I need to find and book a quality doctor. Go to ZocDoc.com slash note to self and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash note to self. ZocDoc.com slash note to self. Okay, so number three that I've done in my 20s so far for myself is I've traveled I kind of wish I would have traveled more, quite honestly, but I traveled as much as I possibly could. And I really prioritized that in terms of money. Like I spent a good amount of money on travel and I don't regret it for one second. I, like I said, wish I would have traveled a little bit more because I'm not like a mass traveler, but in my, you know, the way that I grew up, we didn't travel a whole lot. So for me, it feels like I was traveling quite a bit, but there's nothing that has been able to replace for me, even like things that I bought myself or I guess investments that I've made in terms of like getting my money in order that has been able to replace the feeling and the memories I've had traveling with my friends. We've had the funniest, craziest, sometimes most miserable times 
And I've gotten to learn and see a lot more of the world than I thought that I would have at this point. And it has taught me similar to like moving to a new place. It's taught me quite a lot. And I've really learned to travel with the intention of learning about whatever culture it is that I'm traveling to rather than, you know, bringing my judgment with me to the culture and comparing everything to like maybe how we do things in the U.S. I think that keeping an open mind while traveling is really, really great. And it's gotten me again, as many of these other things have out of my comfort zone. And that's allowed me to pick up little things from places that I've gone to implement into my own life. It's just been an interesting journey. And I hope to be able to travel a whole lot more in, you know, my later 20s now and then into my 30s. One thing I'm excited for is, well, not really excited for. (laughs) There's a level of it that sucks. But when Joe starts baseball in February, he like works all day, every single day, especially at spring training. They literally don't have a day off. And then he will go into the season and stuff and be like doing PT and everything all day, (laughs) every single day. So I'm going to use that time to travel, hopefully pretty extensively. And we don't really have like a home base anyway. So I feel like it's like the perfect time to do all of that before I start wanting to like settle down and get pets and get married and have kids. Right now, I'm pretty like, I want a pet so badly. I'm pretty dead set on getting a pet at some point in the next year or two. I don't know what I want because again, we're so all over the place and we don't really like have a home right now or a home base, but I'm settling on. I either want a cat and I've been researching bangles a lot because I know that they like the outdoors. I want like an adventure cat that is okay with water. I know you can kind of train them to have a little harness on them, but I've been watching a lot of TikToks about bangles. I'm kind of obsessed with them. I also like, I think they're called Italian greyhounds or whippets. I've been calling it a whippet. They're the coolest fucking dogs I've ever seen. They're hilarious to look at. They're small, And also, obviously, the cat's pretty small. You can travel with them and you can bring them with you when you go places. So I don't know how I got off on that tangent. It's the whole traveling tangent. But I really want an animal (laughs) so bad. But before that happens, I'm hoping to travel a little bit next year. I just need to get a good travel buddy because Joe can't go with me. A lot of my friends are like married or have like nine to five jobs. So I'm like, who the fuck can travel with me just on a whim? I need to find a travel buddy. But All that to say, I don't regret spending money on traveling. It wasn't always the most luxurious travel in the world, but it was always so much fun and I made so many memories and I've learned so much and I hope to continue to do that, like I said, in the next decade. Okay, so number four has to do with detachment. And I think in a way, one and two, moving to a new place and staying single are also kind of involved in detachment. But when I say detachment in this way, I mean kind of detaching myself from the judgments and the opinions of others. Obviously, everyone falls back into the trap of like caring about what other people think about you. But I think in general, I do a really good job of just not letting that kind of stuff get to me and not letting it play a part in decisions I make for myself, which I'm really proud of myself for doing because I know that can be a difficult thing to do. And it's so second nature for us to care about like what our community thinks and what our parents think and what our friends think and what people on the internet think and just all of these things. So it feels really freeing to, I don't even want to say not care. I guess it's not care. 
uh, get emotional about it and I don't worry about it at this point in my life. And on the flip side of that, I understand that I don't have to have a judgment about everyone else's lives and I don't have to have an opinion about what other people do with their lives because it's just not my place and it's not my place to go around for really no reason and casting my opinions onto others as if they should matter to them. And that is a very freeing place to be. I kind of want to do more of a podcast episode about that. I'm going to be workshopping something about that because it really is two sides of the same coin, whether it's not, you know, worrying about judgment from others and then not judging others in a similar way. Of course, we're human. We're all going to have opinions about things. We're all going to have judgments about things, but it's also really humbling to be like, shut the fuck up to your own brain. That's not your place. Like no one cares. (laughs) what you think about them or their life. Unless someone asks you, you don't need to be sharing it. One, I'm trying to get to the point where I'm not even making any kind of mental judgment about it. Like, it's just not my fucking business. You know, most of the things other people do. And it is very freeing and humbling yourself in that way, I think is just great for overall mental health. And I also think that when you're judging people less, even if it's only in your brain, people start judging you less. Maybe that's just because I'm thinking about judgment less and you just don't even realize it anymore. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure that one out. I'll, I'll get a little deeper on that one at some point. Also, I want to note here, similar to one and two, I think that being worried about the judgments of others creates this like these barriers on your life, which again, make me feel like life is happening to me. And when I remove those barriers, like I don't worry about judgment or I don't worry about relationships or I don't worry about, you know, living in my hometown and acting the exact way that I should be living when I live in my hometown or being the person that I've always been through high school and college and stuff like that when I go home. Those barriers or constraints are kind of lifted when I think about life and do the things like moving away or being single or whatever. And it allows, allows me to create the life that I want without any barriers. And I feel like my life is just like a white blank slate. And so a lot of these have to do with like lifting barriers or freeing yourself of judgment or of constraints that you've previously had in your life that I feel like don't work so well in your 20s when you're trying to build the life that you specifically want rather than the life that you might have had as a child or in your teen years when you lived with parents and like it wasn't really your life yet if that makes sense. I'm kind of rambling, but it makes sense in my head. I hope it makes sense in your head. All right. Number five, I got on antidepressants. So I've done a whole podcast episode about this. It's episode 50, how girls take their meds, detailing why I personally got on antidepressants and my experience with anxiety and depression. There is an earlier episode about like lifelong anxiety and depression before I got on antidepressants. I love my antidepressants. They have totally helped me day to day and I do not regret going on them. I wake up every morning. I pop an antidepressant. I'm living my best life. Even on the lowest dose that I possibly can get of the certain medication I'm on, it has really, really, really helped my day-to-day. It's helped my relationship. It's helped my friendships. It's helped my job. And me, in particular, it's just, it's really helped me relax in a way and also get out of bed because I have both anxiety and depression. And this certain medication I'm on took a second to find you know, it works right for me, but it has been absolutely amazing and I don't regret it at all. That's not to say that I'll be on antidepressants for the rest of my life, but for right now, it's helping me so, so, so much. And that's a huge thing I've done for myself is kind of stop judging myself enough to consider antidepressants and stopped 
worrying so much about what other people would think, you know, about me getting antidepressants. And I've also been very, very open about it. And I am not sorry. I do not feel bad. I do not feel like a loser. I don't feel like a failure. I don't feel like a crazy person. I feel great about that decision and it helps my everyday life so much. And I'm so happy that I did that for myself in my 20s. All right. Number six. So in, you know, the stark contrast to being single, um, number six is I've gotten into a long term relationship. And for me, especially after being single for so long, this was very challenging I find it very hard to trust people, especially men sometimes. So finding someone that I trust and kind of risking it in the way that love really is such a risk, which is not normally for me. Like I'm very logical, even like with my job and stuff like that. Like I usually take very mitigated risks and giving someone power over my heart in a way was a huge risk for me to take. And it made me very, very uncomfortable And having this relationship that I've been nurturing, especially through times of being uncomfortable and being emotional and having, you know, difficult conversations, learning to nurture a relationship over the past two, almost two and a half years has been a huge learning curve for me. And it has taught me a lot about myself that I don't think I would otherwise know if I hadn't been in a long term relationship. And it teaches me more every single day. And this was a new way to challenge myself, like I said, in stark contrast to being single for a really long time. But I will say being single led me to the current relationship that I have, which I think is a very healthy one. And I'm very appreciative for both times in my life. And I'm really happy that I've gotten to have both experiences in my 20s so far. All right. Number seven is I invested in a few closet staples. Now, in comparison to the other ones, the other, you know, things I've done for my 20s, this might seem a little more, I don't know, insignificant. What is the word I'm looking for? Shallow. (laughs) But getting dressed, especially if you're, you know, if you're a woman, you'll understand this. Getting dressed can be stressful. And I just like to have the few pieces in my closet that I know fit me well, that I'm excited to wear, that are classic staples that I can always grab whenever I don't want to think about getting dressed and that can make me look like I have my shit together and like I'm, you know, becoming a professional adult woman. I love having those pieces in my closet. So an example of this would be my the Chanel bag that I bought myself for my 28th birthday almost a year ago. It was I walked into Rebag, which is like this store, this like resale kind of store in New York. They also have online, but I walked in to the retail store and they had my most perfect Chanel, the double flap caviar jumbo size that I would use every single day. I use it every single freaking day. Every time I look at it, I'm excited and happy to have it in my closet. That piece closet staple, I will keep it forever and ever and ever. Some other examples, my watch that I bought myself, I wear that every single day of my life. Not only is it beautiful and gorgeous and amazing, do I love to look at it, but it kind of makes me just look like I have my shit together. Like things look clean. Things look put together. I've invested in a black blazer and like this like tan color blazer. I got them both from the Frankie shop. Absolutely love them. They're like oversized. I wear them constantly. Again, makes me feel like I have my shit together. Some heels. I have like my Stuart Weidsman black and nude heels, just like the little strap like the one strap kind. I don't even know what, I forget what you call them. Um, But I don't have 
to like think about getting dressed with these certain elements in my life. Like when I wear a cute dress, I'm going to wear the nude Stuart Weitzman heel probably. Investing in these very basic closet staples has been key. And I've really only been able to do that in the last year and a half or so. It has changed the way I get dressed. It makes me look chic wherever I go. I feel like I have my shit together. And then therefore I feel more confident. I feel like I'm getting older. I feel like it just makes sense. I feel very professional with these things and I feel very proud of myself when I wear them. So my key investment staple closet items I'm very proud of. And that's been a big thing that I will continue to do in my 20s and 30s as well is build a wardrobe that I love that I take really good care of so I can have like fewer items, but of better quality and just things that I absolutely love in my closet. It's been really, I don't want to say life changing, but like actually life changing for me to to invest in these pieces like this. So that's number seven. All right. Number eight, something I get asked about quite a lot and I never answer whether it's on Instagram, like Q and A's or DMs or, you know, requesting topics for the podcast because I am not the professional at this. Let me tell you. So number eight, I started saving my money and I picked out a financial plan that works for me. So I am really bad with money. The only reason I have any kind of extra money to save is because I've just gotten older and accumulated more money. I didn't ever have a savings plan, but I just knew if I worked all the time constantly and worked my ass off at some point, my money was going to start growing and it did. So only recently has it come to my attention that I need to start doing stuff with money in terms of like investing and things like that. I had thought about doing it myself, like opening like a TD Ameritrade account. My dad was trying to give me all the tea on how to do that. And I was like, you know what? I'm just not going to do this. Honestly, I'm not the pro at this. I'm not teaching myself finance in this way. I'm going to find someone good to hire. And one of my friends worked for a long time at Morgan Stanley, and she set me up with some financial people to help me there. So they, I have someone who does that for me now. I don't know I know kind of like investing basics and like the vocabulary and terminology, um, but I don't know how to tell anyone, you know, how to manage their money or what kind of budgeting or saving plan should you be on? I have no fucking idea. There's I'm not going to try to speak at a turn and tell you that I can try to have someone on the podcast who can do that. And I've actually been keeping my eyes and ears open for someone who I feel like would be a good fit to teach myself and y'all, if you have those questions about it on the podcast, I haven't found so exactly someone I want quite yet, but I will work on that for you guys, whether it comes, whether it's like investing or budgeting or whatever, I'll find some people to help cover those topics because it's just not something I can talk about, but I can talk about hiring out. I've learned what I'm not good at and I've decided to hire out those things because at the end of the day, it just it's going to stress me out more than it's worth for me to do it myself. And I'm not a professional. So I've hired that out. And like I said, I've only hired out very recently because I've only had money to invest recently. It's taken me the majority of my 20s to be able to have some money large enough to where a bank would be like, you know what, this is worth putting it in here and helping you manage it. So I've gone over a plan with my financial planner. I was dodging him for a really long time because money just stresses me out, even if it's something good <laughs> about money. So he's like, literally, Peyton, I'm I'm giving you like a wealth plan. I'm not trying to like take money from you. <laughs> this is going to be a good thing for you. And it's going to give you a lot of 
I don't know, clarity and peace, which he was right. It did. Hiring someone to do that was very helpful. Having those meetings is very helpful and seeing like the plan, the ideal plan, I guess, or the not even ideal. We went, we did like a very moderately drawn out plan for how my money is going to grow, hopefully. And it did make me feel a thousand times better and a lot more in control of my life. So if you need to hire someone out to do that, I mean, that's the way that I did. But everyone's financial situation is different, obviously. And I can't tell you what to do, but I can I can tell you one thing. I am not going to give you like specific financial advice. It's just not my wheelhouse. It's not <laughs> it's just not what I'm good at. I don't need to be doing that. Probably just go look somewhere else at someone who knows what they're doing. All right. I'm not going to pretend. But yeah, in summary, I hired someone. I created a financial plan or he created a financial plan that looks great to me that makes me feel comfortable. And I feel like I'm now on like a certain track, which I'm loving. This is definitely something I've great. I've done for myself in my 20s. But again, I want to really, really drive home that it's only been recently that this has happened. I'm new. I'm new to the game. Okay. Number nine, I have broken up slash distance myself. It's not always like a breakup. So number nine, I have broken up slash distance myself from people who were not great for me. So I've talked about friend breakups before in my Navigating Adult Friendships podcast episode. Let me see which one that was. It was episode 35. And I think in my earlier 20s, I had a lot more like a bigger group of friends, especially here in L.A., where we all would just like go out together and it was so fun and so crazy and we did all the things and we had all the fun. We made all the mistakes and I really enjoyed that time in my life. But I think now getting older, I have kind of distanced myself from people who don't genuinely make me better overall. So people that I wouldn't maybe go out and eat lunch with on purpose on like a Tuesday, let's say no longer really in my life in like a large capacity. Anyone who made me feel inferior on purpose, anyone who made me feel, I don't know, like they were just like, I had some friends that would just like kind of, it was their way or the highway kind of people. And at the time I didn't really mind, but at this point in my life, I just don't want to be around that energy at all. So of course, this can also go for men, just distancing from men who don't make me feel valued in a way when it comes to relationships and stuff like that. I've been very specific about where I put my energy, not trying to be like exclusive, but just trying to be protective of my own energy and of my boundaries, which I've been working on very hard with not only friends, but family as well. And so Distancing myself from people that are just kind of shitty has been a great thing to do. I will say people that have been shitty to me in my life are still people that I love sometimes. So it can be hard to draw those boundaries and be like, if they cross them, then they got to, you know, have less of my time or I just need to like literally break up with them mentally. Like they cannot be in my life anymore. It's hard to draw those boundaries Because I think it takes a certain level of confidence and a certain level of, I don't know, just not feeling guilty about doing that. And it's something that I'm still learning to do well, but I think I've done a really good job of it in the last couple of years. And I'm really proud of myself for doing that. And I think my day-to-day life is so much better because of it, though sometimes that process can feel very lonely and very kind of confusing. Overall, it's something that I'm proud that I've done so far in my 20s. All right, number 10 and the last one. So I have 
always worked for myself. I got out of college at 22 and graduated and then I went straight to work for myself. I think working for myself in my 20s has taught me so much about myself that I wouldn't have otherwise learned. I know that this avenue really isn't for everybody, but I would not trade it for the world. Like I said, I learned a lot about myself. It's taught me what I'm good at. It's definitely taught me what I'm bad at, especially when I'm as I'm trying to learn how to hire out and stuff like that. It's taught me a level of responsibility that I don't think I would or responsibility to myself, I guess, and accountability to myself that I don't think I would have had or been able to explore in a different setting. It's made me be 100 percent accountable for myself and no one really has been able to like help me when I need it. It's been incredibly stressful building kind of a business by myself, but it's been also very freeing because I feel like I have control over my schedule and my time. And, you know, if at the end of the day I end up disappointing anybody, it's usually myself that I'm disappointing. So it's a very like intimate personal experience with myself that I don't think I would have had outside of working for myself. And of course, being single, moving to a new place, working for myself, it kind of can be isolating sometimes. But in those moments, I feel like I just had a lot of intimate connection with myself and checking in with myself and learning about myself that I wouldn't have had if I had more distraction in my life or if I had, you know, more things that people needed for me that are that I needed to do for other people. I don't think I would have had those intimate experiences of getting to know myself and learning what, like I said, I'm good at what I'm bad at, what I like, what I don't like in all the different realms of life. So working for myself kind of like rounds out that whole experience of really being independent and really taking accountability for my own self and taking control of my own life and creating it on all levels, be it you know, where I live, how I live, the friends I have, the job that I have, the places that I go, the kind of person that I am. I feel like all of these things kind of feed into this whole experience of me creating the life that I want and kind of creating a foundation, I guess, for the life that I want in the coming decades. And like I said, some of them have been intentional. Some of them have been not so intentional because, of course, we're all just trying to live (laughs) and we're learning things along the way. But when I look back, These are 10 things that I've done in my 20s that I feel have really, really, really served me well. And I wanted to share them because I got a lot of good feedback on that TikTok about it. And I wanted to really dive in and challenge myself to think of really narrowing it down to 10 things because I feel like the five just didn't cover everything I wanted to cover. But obviously, there are so many more thoughts in my head about this as well. But I wanted to think of 10 solid, great things that I have done for myself in my 20s that I feel like have made me so, so, so much better. Most of them, I want to note, are things that were difficult at the time and still remain difficult and remain kind of like a learning experience for me to this day. But those are the 10 that I can really put my finger on. So I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. Again, like I said, the merch is live. It's live. It's time for, you know, the holiday gifting, things like that. If you have someone who's a fan of the show, you know what? Give them a little sweatshirt. Get one for yourself. They're so freaking comfortable, too. I forgot to mention that. And like I said, everything will be available using the links in the description for this episode, or I'll link directly to everything and show you guys everything on Instagram. You guys can find me at Peyton Sarton. Again, there's going to be a link to my Instagram in the show notes. 
And you guys can find Note to Self on YouTube, the full video episodes on Saturdays. And then you can also find myself on TikTok at Peyton Sarton for like all the other Note to Self little video snippets and things like that and some behind the scenes. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Please make sure to rate and review. I have been reading my reviews lately. They've been so um oh lovely. I'm noticing a couple more less great like star reviews that I'm getting, but no one ever like that does that ever writes into the show or writes into the reviews and like gives specific reasons why they don't like you. So I'm like, oh, it's just haters. But please, 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 please give me a five star rating and a review on iTunes. And you can also rate on Spotify. Anyway, just going to do a little self, just a little self promo before we go. You'll have a great week and I'll talk to you all next week. Thank y'all so much for listening to today's episode. You can catch a new episode of Note to Self every Thursday. Please, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the good stuff. I always want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review if you have a sec. Follow Note to Self on social for all the behind the scenes action and more info about the show at NTS by PS on Instagram and at Note to Self Pod on TikTok. And I'll talk to y'all next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.